3: Hey everyone, it's Amy, the voice of Edith. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and review.
4: Seven Lamb Productions presents
3: Atlas Avenue B Case 3, The Gold Hawk Part 2, Your Vase Is My Case
0: <laughs> what? Why? When? Where? How?
6: Really? That's how you greet me?
0: My ex wife, or what I normally refer to as the she devil, slid on the bench to make room for me.
6: James, have a seat.
0: This couldn't be happening. And what if I say no?
6: Then stand.
0: Ah, yeah, so that's what you want me to do, huh? Fine, I'll sit. Who was that in the car?
6: Miss Rose. She's Donald's sister.
0: So you're still with that prick?
6: We're married. Ha!
0: So no more Mrs. Wilkes or Mrs. Locke. Now it's Mrs.... Wright. Mrs. Wright. Mrs. Lauren Wright.
6: Why are you being this way?
0: Why are you here?
6: Donald had some important business meetings to attend to in the area. I wanted to see you again. Stop being so petty. Tom Petty? Don't change the subject.
0: I'm not. I really want to talk about late 80s pop rock hits.
6: <sighs> no you don't. Is it so bad that I wanted to see you again?
0: Yes. Because I never wanted to see you again. It broke my heart.
6: <sighs> don't act like you were innocent. We both started fights. We both had our troubles. We both knew it was over when it was.
0: This was awkward. I wanted to bury my head in a hole like one of those birds. Oh man, what were those birds called? Shit. Jesus, I'm so flustered. I can't think of what those big birds with long necks were called. Son of a bitch. This was her fault!
6: Won't you say anything?
0: You made me forget what ostriches were. What? (laughs) There it was. Ostriches. I wanted to hide my head in the dirt like an ostrich. Wait, did they really do that or was that only in cartoons?
6: What the hell are you talking about?
0: Nothing. Never mind.
6: If you don't want to talk... If you'd rather I leave and never speak to you again, just tell me.
0: (laughs) Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Seriously? (sighs) Sorry. How long are you in town for? She smiled.
6: Not sure yet. Donald, as you know, owns a winter coat store and is looking to branch out. We're exploring other places that experience winter. I told him to try Kenneth Heights. I remembered the cold evenings and thought that people would really take to his winter coats here.
0: What's so special about his winter coats?
6: Oh, they're very unique. They zipper horizontally rather than vertically, making them easier to wear.
0: How does that make them easier to wear?
6: Well, they come in two pieces.
0: Yeah, how does that make them easier?
6: You don't have to wear the whole coat if you don't want to.
0: Who wouldn't want to wear a whole coat?
6: What if it's not snowing outside?
0: So, why does that matter? If it's cold, it's cold.
6: But what if it's not that
0: cold? Then why wear a coat? I don't know. Wait, why aren't you wearing one of his coats?
6: I just, okay, I don't like his coats. Yes, it's stupid that they zipper horizontally. I don't know why he did that. It makes no sense to me, but I stand by him. I support his decisions, and his business, and his business decisions. You love him? Of course.
0: (gasps) She looked at her phone.
6: Donald's calling. He must be out of his meeting. Could we get together later this week to catch up?
0: Will Donald be coming?
6: He doesn't have to. Sure. Good. What's your number?
0: 867 one
6: Really? So close.
0: Yeah. I still get plenty of people who call and sing to me. Surprisingly, most of the time it's Tommy Heath.
6: (laughs) The lead singer of Tommy Two-Tone?
0: He thinks he's being funny.
6: That's too bad. But okay. I'll text you later.
0: Oh no. I don't have text. That's the house number.
6: Really? You still stay away from technology?
0: It works for me.
6: You know, change is okay.
0: I know. That's why I save it in a piggy bank.
6: Not that kind of change.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I knew that. I i was making a humor joke or something.
6: Well, I better go.
0: Yeah, hurry up and get back to Mr. Wright. Ah, shit. That didn't come out the way I wanted it to. I was trying to be sly, but that's his name, so...
6: Goodbye, James.
0: Bye, Felicia. She planted a soft kiss on my cheek. I watched as she walked off. Then I threw up one more time.
3: <laughs> uh
0: time to head home. I walked into my apartment, took off my coat and shoes, and then instantly stepped on a Lego. Ah, shit! What the hell? There were Legos all over the floor. Paul? Paul! Paul ran in from the den.
7: Uh, Jimmy John, what, what are you doing home so early?
0: It's six. I get off at five. Paul had moved back into my apartment now that the captain and I had sorted things out. <laughs> man, we lost track of time. Why are there Legos all over the ground? I thought I told you. Wait. Who's we?
1: Hi there, Jimmy.
0: What? No, no. What is Timmy doing here?
7: We were building a city out of Legos and we was going to reenact the last scene of Godzilla. You remember when, when Godzilla and his friend Captain Nemo go on a rocket ship ride and they land on the moon only to find out that it's made of cheese and then they fall right back onto Earth and land right on top of a large city that looks strangely familiar to a cross between New York City and Ancient Rome?
0: No I do not remember that in Godzilla.
7: Well, it doesn't matter because we didn't get to reenact that scene because I accidentally tripped on my shoelace and I knocked down the whole Lego city before we got to play. The craziest thing is that Paul wasn't even wearing shoes at the time. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. What is Timmy
0: doing here? I I thought he was grounded again.
7: He is, but he snuck out of his house. I picked him up at the park in a plain white van, and then we came back here to play with toys and eat candy. (laughs) We're being naughty.
0: Okay, Timmy, Paul, have a seat on the couch. This is my place, so I think I need to lay down some guidelines. New rules.
7: Uh, Bill Maher?
0: No. First rule, no more hanging out with kids. Second rule, do not pick up anyone in a plain white van. Not even sure where you got a white van. Rented it. Okay, so no more renting white vans.
7: Is that the third rule?
0: Let's call it an addition to rule two.
1: Yeah, let's call it that. I love addition. It's better than subtraction, but not quite as good as multiplication. Right, Polly?
0: What? Third rule, no more with the messes. Every night I want a clean floor. No Legos, no candy.
7: That's a good rule, Jimmy John. We probably shouldn't even have candy and Legos in the same area because I got confused twice today and I swallowed three Legos which are going to be hard to digest because my stomach acid just ain't as strong as it used to be ever since I first acquired glaucoma.
0: That doesn't even make sense, Paul.
7: What's the fourth rule? I hope there's a fourth rule. I hope it's funnier than the other rules. Bill Maher's rules are at least funny.
0: The fourth rule. When talking about a minor, let's make sure not to use the word naughty in the same sentence. Unless you're Santa, that's gross.
7: Uh, how how do we know if we're Santa? You would know. But, But what if I don't?
0: If you don't realize you're Santa, then you're not Santa.
7: Okay, I
1: get it. What if you don't believe in Santa? I mean, I do. I believe in Santa, but some of my friends don't.
0: I'm not sure I understand the question. If
1: I don't believe in Santa, can I still be Santa? Just don't use the word naughty. Can we use the word misbehaved?
0: I'd rather you didn't.
1: What about playful?
0: Definitely not. Impish? Sure, fine, you could say impish. Now, would you mind picking up all these Legos so I don't step on anymore and Paul doesn't eat anymore?
7: Okay. You got it, Jimmy Jong. Me and Timmy didn't mean to be annoying or, or should I say impish?
0: <laughs> I need a drink.
7: Oh, there's Yoo-Hoo's on the bottom shelf.
0: I went to the kitchen and grabbed a bottle of scotch, single malt. a port a glass, neat, but with two small little ice cubes. Should I mention the she-devil to Paul? I needed someone to talk to. I went to the living room where Timmy and Paul were picking up Legos and putting them in a giant box. Paul, you think we could talk? It's important and I really need someone to vent to.
7: Sure, Jimmy Jong, I understand. You want to vent like those things in the ceilings? So you you have air and you want me to feel it? Are those things connected to something? Because where does that air come from? I I, I don't feel too good, Jimmy John. I think I ate too many Legos today. I feel queasy. Should I go to the hospital?
0: Actually, Timmy, can we talk? Sure thing. I decided that because the issue made me so emotional, I needed someone more mature to talk to, so I went with a 16-year-old, Timmy. We went to the den... What's up, Jimmy? Well, uh, where to begin? I, uh, I saw my ex-wife today for the first time in years. As you can imagine, it was quite shocking. She broke my heart when she left me for another man. I know that you also went through a breakup not too long ago, so maybe you can understand how that felt for me. I, I know you weren't married, but maybe... No, no,
1: I totally get it. Me and Charlotte broke up after I found a text message from her to Scott Grammer. Scott Grammer. He's this preppy guy that is a total douche. He thinks he's cool, but he isn't. I miss my Charlotte Webb, but I'm all about trust. That's why I hate her now.
0: Trust. I, uh, couldn't trust Lauren. That's her name. She was my everything. Of course we fought from time to time, but I thought we had something good, meaningful. I moved here because of her. Really? That's so cool. I used to live in California, but I made the trip because it was so important to her. I tried. I I really, really tried.
1: That sucks dude, but let me tell you a story about a little boy and a wise old woman. This cute little boy once got lost in a big city and didn't know anyone. He was constantly in trouble and having a hard time finding his place in life. He met this old woman who often went to the park to feed pigeons. He thought she was weird, but eventually worked up the courage to talk to her. He was like, hi. And she was like, hello. He talked to this woman who appeared to be homeless and upset and listened to her story. She told him that she once loved a man who fell out of love with her. He had broken her heart. So when the chance of love came again, she ran away from it. She stopped trusting people. The little boy thought it was stupid that she would do such a thing. The lady said it was hard for her to trust again. But the boy told her that even if her heart is broken, it doesn't mean it's gone.
0: So you think I should get over the past?
1: It's up to you, dude. But I know that me and Charlotte will be cool someday. And maybe we'll be friends and buy houses next to each other. Maybe we'll even get on the same cell phone plan. You know, as friends. Thanks for the talk, Timmy. Talking is what I'm good at. Well, that and flipping awesome ollies on my skateboard and such.
0: Maybe I should let it slide. Maybe I should be happy for Lauren. We had plenty of good times together. It's just so hard for me to forget what ended it. I needed to sleep on it. All right, Timmy, go into my room.
1: Okay. Peace out, dog.
0: And Timmy, I know you were the little boy.
1: What are you talking about? In the story. No way. That was Macaulay Culkin, dude, and actress Brenda Fricker who played the bird lady. I was talking about my favorite scene in the blockbuster sequel, Home Alone 2, Escape from New York.
0: Uh, I thought
1: that was your story. Yeah, I wish my stories were that cool.
0: Go finish picking up the fucking Legos. next morning I headed into work to find Edith typing away.
3: Good morning, Mr. J. How the hell are you?
0: I'm well, not so good.
3: Did you eat something awful and now you got the runs?
0: No, no, I, uh, well never mind. Let's save it for another time. You have that file on the museum artifact?
3: The gold hawk? Just fucking finish it up now, Mr. J.
0: Edith handed me the file. This is the file? What happened to the one on my desk?
3: That's it. I had to update it because a dumbass curator had more info.
0: I quickly skimmed through the file.
3: The fucking curator called and he said an artifact was found.
0: You wrote down that THE artifact was found. The Gold Hawk was acquired.
3: It was returned, but the curator says it isn't the right one. I don't fucking know. You'd think the dumbass would be happy if the statue was returned, even if it isn't the exact one. At least he could put it back in a plastic bubble and pretend. It's not like any other fucking idiot walking through the museum will know the difference.
0: I flip through the file. Hmm. Time to make a trip to the Kenneth Heights Museum of Art, Wonder, Mystery, and Zaniness. I walked into the museum and looked up at its high arched ceiling and long stained windows. It was almost like a cathedral with low hanging chandeliers, glowing candles, and pictures of Jesus. Oh wait, this was a cathedral! I was daydreaming when I walked up, must have zoned out. I walked back outside and across the street where the museum was. The Kenneth Heights Museum of Art, Wonder, Mystery, and Zaniness. I walked into the large brown doors I noticed a familiar setting. Long stained windows, candles, chandeliers, Jesus. The hell?
2: Did I just walk back into the cathedral? No, no. You're here, in the museum. This resembles a cathedral to a T. It's part of the zaniness of the museum. When we changed the name of the museum to add wonder, mystery, and zaniness, we decided it was important to repeat those words in physical form. Otherwise, it's just false advertising. You're right. This is zany. It's our new exhibit, Cathedral Artifacts from Around the World. That chandelier there is from Shenzhen, China. And that one is from Liverpool. The glass-stained window with the picture of Mary and Joseph is from the Philippines. And those hanging candles are from the cathedral across the street. Oh, I was just in there. Then you must have noticed they were missing some candles. They used to hang over the exit door.
0: I didn't notice that.
2: Well, if you didn't notice the missing candles, then you must not be that private investigator I've been waiting for. My name's James Locke, P.I., Oh, wow. And you didn't notice candles missing from a cathedral you were in literally moments ago? I was there for five seconds. (sighs) Some P.I. Hey, listen here. I'm just kidding. I didn't mean anything by that. My name is Adam. Adam Curator. Wait, you are the curator? Yes, I am the curator and my name is Adam Curator.
0: This sounds vaguely familiar to someone else I know.
2: Did you change your name? Nope. That's the one I was given. It's why I became a curator. You became a museum curator because your last name is Curator? That's right. Does that seem odd to you? A little. I come from a long line of curators. My father was a curator before me, and my grandfather before him. My great-grandfather before him, and my great-great-grandfather before him. Also, my great-great-great- I get it. I get it. All of us were curators, even though not all of us liked it. In fact, I went to college and majored in Mass but That led nowhere. Didn't feel like pursuing that career? Couldn't. My last name's Curator, not Media. You know, you don't have to pick a job
0: based on your last name. My last name is Locke, and I'm a PI. And I used to be a cop.
2: Locke? Shouldn't you have been a locksmith or something?
0: No, that's what I'm telling you. You don't
2: have to rely on your last name for guidance on what you want to do with the rest of your life. Well, that truly is some pertinent information that I could have used many years ago. I mean, right now I'm 50 years old so I'm not going to change my career at this point in life. But wow, that is some news to me. Sorry I had to learn it so late in life. I wonder if I should tell my son. Is he a curator? A practicing one. He takes his test today. You have to take a test to become a curator? Of course. It's a tough one, too. Ten questions. You get all of them right, you're in. You miss one, you get custodial duty. Miss two, in the slammer. You get arrested if you miss two questions? Told you, it's tough. And impractical. Let me give my son a quick call before he takes his test. Maybe I can catch him before he starts.
0: Adam Curator jumped on his phone and made a call while I walked around looking at all the paintings and sculptures. One piece caught my eye. It was a large porcelain vase on a pedestal. It had blue flowers and little green leaves imprinted in a wavy design over pure white. For some reason, I just wanted to smash it. Why? Then I remembered... The she-devil had one that looked just like it, and I hated it. She put it in our living room when we were living together. I always had to be careful around it. Be careful! Be careful! I stood there staring at it and getting heated.
2: Eventually, the curator jogged over. (sighs) Alright, shall we get to business? Did you catch your son? Nope, too late. And get this, he missed two questions, so I'll see him in about five to ten. Really? Anyway, about this gold hawk sculpture.
0: The curator, unperturbed about the news of his son, went into details surrounding the missing gold hawk. Apparently the gold hawk, a sculpture obtained on an expedition 400 years ago, was one of the prized possessions of the Kennethites Museum. It was stolen days ago, but was returned yesterday. With it, a note that read, Sorry for taking this. Here, have it back. Thanks, bye. When I asked the curator why he was upset with its return, he promptly told me that it was because while the hawk was authentic, it wasn't the same hawk sculpture. The original gold hawk had an inscription on the bottom that read, Two Jewels from Verne. Apparently the inscription was carved by an archaeologist who discovered the hawk.
2: But if this new hawk is a legitimate replica, does it really matter that the original is still missing? Absolutely. The inscription is key. Vern was an important archaeologist. He was revered in his day. Jules was cool, too.
0: (sighs) Okay. Well, to get started, I would like to talk to everyone that works here. One at a time, and in a small room, if possible. And if we can darken the corner of the room so I can disguise my face in a menacing way, that would be perfect. It's an interrogation technique. Like Batman? Pretty much like Batman. Uh,
2: what about a medium-sized room with a few candles? That should work. Before we get started, I should warn you. Warn me? This case may be more involved than you think.
0: Stolen statue? I've seen worse.
2: No, trust me. This won't be an easy case. Are you sure you're willing to take it on? I can't spare any more time, and I've heard you're the best the city has to offer.
0: Because of my recent successful cases, I was really making a name for myself. We will have to discuss
2: a fee. Anything you want. I could even give you an artifact or painting, if that will suffice. Hmm... What about that vase? This one?
0: Yes. I want to tip it over. Can I push it off its stupid pedestal?
2: I mean, I'd rather you didn't. Although we were planning on storing this item and replacing it with something newer. So I guess if that's really what you want... That's really what I want. And why, Pray would you want to do that? My name's James, not Pray Who's this Pray chick? Pray not a woman.
0: She sounds like a whore. You think this pretel knows Sharonda? Because that B.A. me money.
2: No, 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 that's
0: not what I meant. I knew what he meant, I was just having some fun.
2: I want to know why you want to destroy this beautiful vase.
0: Let's just say, I have my reasons. Obviously, I'll still charge a fee for my services, but I will charge less because of the vase. When the case is done, can I smash it?
2: <sighs> I guess.
0: Then you have yourself a private investigator, Mr. Adam Curator. Now let's get started.
4: Atlas Avenue Beat Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb Starring Jack Austin as Locke Amy Lorray as Edith James Sweezy as Paul Brian Messick as Arthur Robert M. Lamb as Joey Corey Pettit as Lauren Aidan Diamond as Simon Contendo as Byman Mike Lenhart as Curator and Brett Wilkins as Donald Co-starring Mitchell Beck as Evelyn, Seth York, Crystal Hall, James Brown, Cody Meadows, Lewis Ferrant, Caitlin Spring, Dennis Caldwell, Amber Simpson, Sean Sullivan, Hope Ennis, Melanie Kissel, and Luke Hurt. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Also, check out www. Dot 7 dot com for other podcasts such as this one. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 7lambpodcasts and on Twitter and Instagram at 7lambpodcasts.